previously on Wove Inspiration. Research. Um, I, that's, I'm a researcher. Research. If you're feeling empty, you don't really know what to do, you just know that what you're doing doesn't feel right. Research, explore, read, get on the internet, go to the library, check out books. I truly believe that as creatures, as spiritual creatures, your spirit will guide you. But you can't just sit at home and say, I don't know what to do. You can't do that. Get up. I, I can't. It's something you have to do to know. Get up and go. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Hello, this is Tamika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word. You are tuned in to Miss Althea Richardson on the Wove Inspiration Channel, where you will get all your encouragement. I've recently written a book titled The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. That is all about domestic violence and also God's love. So if you know anyone going through domestic violence, abuse, or a toxic situation, please share this book. Purchase it for yourself and get another copy for someone else who could utilize it. Once again, you're tuned into the Wolf Inspiration Station with Miss Althea Richardson. Take care. Be blessed. Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson. And today I have Charlotte Marshall Murray. Got it. Good. Let's go. How you doing, Charlotte? I'm, I'm doing well. And how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So good. you have been writing since the age of eight years old. What yes, motivated you to want to write at such an early age? Well, it actually started out before I actually started to write um, pen to paper or pencil to paper at that age. I uh, I used to tell stories to my um, parents and my grandparents. Um, and I would go to Jersey and I would sit on New Jersey and I would sit on the step with my, my grandmother and I would just tell stories, make up stories. And so when I got older, I uh, started to write the stories down. Okay. Um, and so it actually was just um, an instantaneous love, I think, since you know, I was young enough to, you know, talk. I was always very imaginative, always, you know, telling stories and, you know, just trying to entertain people through words and things. And so, you know, um, as I stated, when I got um, old enough to actually start writing, I just started writing um, my stories and I've been writing ever since. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you've been writing, um, you wrote poems and plays for your church. What were um, some of the uh, plays that you wrote in, for your church? Well, um, I had written um, Easter plays um, for my church and uh, Christmas plays as well. Um, and we would do that through the uh, youth department. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time when I was younger, my mother was the youth coordinator. Um, and so she um, knew my passion and some of the other church members as well. And so when um, we would have uh, church um, programs where we needed um, plays or poetry or something of that sort, you know, they would ask me and I was eager 
you know, to do it, you know, because I just love to um, write. So, you know, I would usually write for um, special occasions, like, you know, like I said, Easter or Christmas or something like that, or maybe a special event that we were having at the church. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so first, there is a congratulations for you, because you graduated this year with your Master's of Arts degree in English and Creative Writing. Yes, I did. (laughs) That is awesome. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And because I know that when I went into school, I I didn't start uh, college until I, let's say, 2009, and I'm like 50s. Yeah. So anyway, um, (laughs) I was married and had children and trying to go to school. So I know that it was a tough time for me. So how how did it work out for you? Were you married and everything? Yeah, um, I have three children. Uh, My oldest is 23, my son. And then I have a middle girl who's 18 and my youngest um, daughter is 14. Um, And so when I uh, started um, my master's program three years ago, you know, I had, um, you know, children of you know of of, of age oh, you know okay. they were older um um and so it was but it was a it was it was still a task yeah. even though they were so sufficient um it was really time consuming mm-hmm. um a lot of writing a lot of reading a lot of research um and so you know there were times when i really had to you know um buckle down and, 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 you know, make those sacrifices to get up earlier, to go to bed later, you know, so that I could have time with my children and my husband, cause I'm married as well. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it was um, a sacrifice, but everyone kind of rallied around and understood, you know, when I needed that time to do things. And mm-hmm. so they were really supportive, which was great for me. Yeah. Um, you know, going through that whole, uh, that whole process. But um, I had a really um, testimony or um, a testament of faith, I guess you could call it, um, when I first started school, because I started school in 2015, as I stated, and I started around April-ish or March, something like that. Mm -hmm. And later that year in August, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so, yeah. And so it was like, okay, so what do I do now? I'm in school, just started this program, yeah. and now I have to, you know, go through this surgery and have radiation and stuff, you know. Um, but my school was really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, my family was really supportive, immediate and, you know, um, extended. And, you know, it just really, um, you know, worked out for me on those days when I was really tired. My family, you know, stepped in and, you know, helped me out. And so I'm just blessed and fortunate that I had that support system um, to, to pretty much get me through that stage. Um, And then after, you know, radiation was over and I was, you know, getting myself back together, um, you know, I can, you know, continue with school and, you know, I was blessed to finish in February of this year. And, you know, it was just a great feeling to have accomplished that. So, you know, I was, I was really um, thankful and blessed. Yes, that is yeah. awesome. So where yeah. where do you stand as of right now? Are you is everything okay right now? Yes, everything is fine. Um yes. I um taking my medicine. 
Okay. I'm still, you know, going to the doctor, getting my yearly mammograms. Um, it was um, every six months, but now, you know, things are fine. So it's yearly again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'm just really fortunate and really blessed because um, when I, that was my first mammogram ever. Okay. I had that was the first time I had ever gotten a mammogram. I was forty-seven. You know, I was. Everyone was, you know, always saying it was. They heard and it's uncomfortable. So I was a little scared, you know. And I was like, "Well, I ain't going." You know, I I'll be okay. Um, and so I am just um, just extremely blessed. Not lucky. Mm -hmm. Extremely blessed because going for the first mammogram ever and then having them find something was just you know, just, you know, um, you know, I was just really fortunate in that, you know, I went when I did and, um, you know, everything worked out for me. So, you know, I'm fine, you know, I'm a survivor. Um, and I just really, um, stress to women, um, to just make sure that you take care of yourself and to make sure that you get those yearly mammograms because early detection is the key. Absolutely. And this being breast cancer awareness month, You have got to do it. Please, ladies, go get yourself checked out. Please. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know it's uncomfortable going in that little machine thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But you know what? It's very, very worth it. Yes, it is. That's right. That's right. You have written six books six yes. books and so yes. all of the titles that you that you have one of them uh broken hearted same old yes. song broken hearted to what how did you come up with all of these different titles and what do they actually um, entail well the um my first book book was uh broken hearted mm-hmm. and that you know that came to pass i was actually um sitting at my typewriter one night um and I was just kind of playing around and just writing, you know, no reason, no rhyme or reason. I was just sitting there just writing. And I started to kind of like what I was writing. And so I said, hey, I could go somewhere with this, you know, story. Um, and so then I started to uh, develop the characters and the plot and things. And I came up with Broken Hearted uh, because the uh, main character had gone through so much in her personal um, life. And then a couple of friends, um, actually one main friend of hers, um, was struggling with domestic violence. And, um, you know, I just thought that um, the title um, at the time was fitting for uh, what she was going through because she hadn't met this man that, you know, she really thought was sent to her because she had, you know, going through relationships that didn't work. And so finally here's this man and everything I wanted in this man. And unfortunately, it wasn't um, what she thought it was to be, mm. you know. And so finally, after thinking she was getting what she was, wanted, she didn't, you know. And so I was like, well, you know, yeah, we all had broken hearts, oh, you know. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's how I uh, came up with that title um, okay. for that. And, and that, like I said, that was my first book. Um, and it, pretty much I try to when I think of... Um, titles i try to um think of titles that mirror when i'm writing mm-hmm. um and you know that kind of tell a story in itself you know before you even read uh the story or the synopsis mm-hmm. um and so i kind of really 
think about um, the title, and I kind of, you know, really put some thought into it, okay. you know, um, because I don't, I try not to, if I can, not to just, you know, pick a title just because it's just something that I have to do. I really try to put thought into it um, because for me, when I, you know, look at a book, look at a cover, look at a title, that tells a story before I even open it. So I try to right. do the same, you yeah. know, for my readers. And so, um, you know, I hope that I've been effective, oh, um, <laughs> you know, with that. Um, but yeah, that's how I, that's how I pretty much... Um, you know, come up with my titles. I play around with the words, play around with, you know, if it's if it's mirroring the plot and the characters mm-hmm. and, you know, and so that's um, what I do with that. Now, for some of the um, books that you've written, are any mm-hmm. of the um, characters um, are true or are they fictional? No. Or? Yeah, they're okay. all fictional, but you know what? Um, you know, sometimes life imitates art. Mm-hmm. And you know when I do write, um, the characters make characters may not um, typically represent me, but I have sometimes I do um, put in um, you know some type of feelings or emotions or something that I've gone through situations that I've gone through, okay. you know, and like with brokenhearted, you know, mm-hmm. I've, you know, had situations where, you know, love went wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that I, you know, found a perfect mate and it didn't happen that way. And, you know, giving your all and, you know, trying to make this relationship work. And, you know, you're thinking you're getting that from the, you know, your partner and it doesn't work out, you right. know, so I've put, you know, some of the things, um, that I um, experienced um, in, my, in the book. And I I have done that actually with, um, I would say all of them, um, okay. because, you know, it's real personal when you're sitting and you're writing. And so you want to try to um, make it in some sense relatable because then yeah. it's more realistic, yeah. you know, and the characters come across like that. Um, to the reader and it's like yeah I could see myself going through that and I wonder if she went through that too you know because I did get people asking questions you know um, about my first book is that you is that about you you know no it's not about me you know (laughs) you know so no it's not you know but we can you know relate on some level you know Um, so um, yeah so that's 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 what I do Uh, you know, now if I'm really like far fetched with a character, it's really mm-hmm. truly fictional in imagination. Right. But um, you know, um, most of the time I I do put a little spin in there from okay. from what I experience. Yeah. Okay. And so you also um, write a column that's titled "Journey of a Thousand," uh, yes. which showcases the stories of African Americans, both past and present. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, um, I had started writing for a um, magazine called um, the Urban the Urban Release, excuse me, um, and I've been writing for them for about two or three years now. Okay. Um, and you know, I really um, love you know love writing uh, for the magazine because you know I'm really a big advocate on um, African American history mm-hmm. and you know where we've come from and just the sacrifices and you know things like that that I've um, you know people have made and so you know I was able to tell those type of stories yeah. uh, through the magazine and um, the editor uh, you know noticed that a lot of my stories were stories that mattered you know stories that told 
about, um, you know, the things that was going on in our communities, the the, the killing of unarmed black men and, you know, um, the, the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, just a lot of things like that. So she said, hey, why don't you, you know, think about just, you know, telling those type of stories, you know, in conjunction to your contributing articles. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, and so I was trying to think of a uh, a title for that as well. And then I thought of A Journey of a Thousand because, you know, we have, you know, it has taken so many of us and yeah. so many of those before us to, you know, um, fight our battle. Um, and so um, that column, you know, pretty much, um, you know, I talk about um, the history that we have, the rich history that we had before slavery and, you know, um, just the things that we've had experienced in the past, the civil rights movement and things like that. And then what we're experiencing today. Okay. The sad thing for me to have to say is that um, the editor that um, pretty much was overseeing the magazine actually resigned. And so um, I am no longer as of, I think I got the message today, writing for the oh, magazine wow. yeah this morning i think it was this morning or yesterday morning okay. and so i was like oh wow you know and so um you know it was just a lot of things um mm-hmm. that she was experiencing that uh, i guess wasn't working for her mm-hmm. and so she had to you know step down and you know she's you know things happen right. um yeah, but right. you know yeah and so um you know i was i was like oh wow okay uh, but the, the experience for me was great. I was able to build a portfolio mm-hmm. um, of articles and things like that. And so, you know, although I'm no longer writing for them, I do have, um, you know, like I said, a portfolio of articles that I could, you know, show if I want to continue to write for another magazine or something. But um, I will continue, um, even if it's just contributing an article to this mm-hmm. magazine and that magazine, um, I will continue to do that. But as far as um, writing for them and having my column. I no longer as of yesterday. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Timing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I was like, well, oh. Well, you know what? I, the way I look at it, though, because you do so much writing and you have so, so much knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. about writing, why mm-hmm. don't you just start your own magazine? I'm just saying. How about that? <laughs> How about know, that? Yes. Plug. There'll be a That's right. Absolutely. So there you go. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, so yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm gonna be looking for that magazine soon. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna put that on the to do list and, and see what it do. There you go. There you yes. go. Now, yes. Now, in addition to everything else that you're doing right now. You are yes. also the founder of Rosebud's mentoring program, and Rosebud's uh, stands for Realizing Our Strength and Excellence by Understanding Our Destined Success. I love that. Thank and you. So you mentor um, young girls ages 7 yes. to 18, yes. and you address issues such as uh, self-esteem, bullying, mm-hmm. health and nutrition, mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. awareness, healthy relationships and many other topics that young people face. So what made you decide to start that program? Um, I actually started that uh, 
program in like 2001. Um, I was working uh, at a local high school here in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and I was working for a teen parent program at the time. And I had a couple of other positions at the uh, high school that I was doing as well. And so, of course, through those programs, I met a lot of young ladies. Um, and I met a couple that kind of stuck to me. Um, and so, you know, we were sitting around in my office when I wasn't doing anything. We would just have conversations about things they were experiencing and going through. Um, and so from there, I would have them come to my home you know, on the weekends, and then we would really be able to have an open forum where they could just like really freely talk about what they were going through. Yeah. And so, um, it's that turned into more frequent times to um, meet with them and just have conversations. And so, as I met with these young girls, I was like, well, you know, it's pretty cool to have them come over and to have them sit and talk, and you know have a good time and, you know, unwind. But in that, I want to offer some solutions to some of their problems. Yeah. And so that's when I kind of like shifted gears and started to make um, those conversations more of conversations where they were gaining something that could help them, you know, become productive, you know, young ladies and then women. And so that's how it kind of was born. Mm -hmm. Um and then from there, I, you know, just continued to mentor young ladies, you know, in the different high schools that I worked at in the middle schools and then in my um, community. Um, and so now, um, you know, I have a, you know, a, a, a new group of girls and in the school that I work at now, because I teach fourth and sixth grade. Okay. And so the school that I, you know, currently work at, I'm doing it there too. And I just felt that our young ladies needed um for one a safe and healthy forum where they could really talk mm -hmm. and really um be able to get some sound advice for things that they were going through and then they just needed that empowering and that uplifting you know to 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 show them that they are destined to succeed Absolutely. you know and that they are excellent and that if we instill that in them you know from the time that they can walk and talk you know, hopefully it'll stay with them and, you know, that will be the badge that they carry, you okay. know, and that we'll see that. And so I just think that that is so important for us to empower our girls, Definitely. you know, because TV, magazines and, you know, other things show them certain images, mm -hmm. you know, that had them questioning you know, themselves at early ages. Mm -hmm. and so we had to kind of debunk some of those things and, and, and show them what, you know, true beauty is, what um, true excellence is, what it is to love yourself and things like that. And so, you yeah. know, I just thought that that was um, something important to do. So that, that's, that's why I, uh, I started the program. Absolutely. And what I'm seeing now um, is actually I'm, I'm enjoying seeing the, the transition of the, 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 the issue of uh, body image to where mm -hmm. now it's, mm -hmm. it's starting to be something that's that's um, more focused on yes. in, the, in, a, in a positive way. Absolutely. And eliminating all of the stereotypes and, and all mm -hmm. of the stuff like the models and things of that mm -hmm. sort. So mm -hmm. I am super, super excited yes. about that. Yes. Um, there was a video that I saw of there's two young ladies that um they I mean they look beautiful and everything, but uh, according to the typical models, they their mm -hmm. body shape isn't, you know, skinny. Right. 
I guess. Right. And so mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. said, well, you know what? I'm, we're just going to go ahead and do our own modeling thing. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a whole different, a variety of different people that, you know, some may have a skin disease, some may have okay. been, um, had like surgery, okay. but they are yes. all beautiful. And that yes. is what we so need is that to change that image of people thinking that you have to look a certain way in yes. order to fit in with things. So I got yes. you on this mentoring yes. program. It is certainly needed in this yes. time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with all of these TV shows and yes. stuff that are out there. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, I'm glad I'm not, I don't think I would have made it as a teenager just go around. (laughs) You know, it's it's so, it's so hard. And, you know, my daughter, my middle daughter, um, she's a senior in high school and she took her uh, senior pictures today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she has, um, you know, her hair is really thick. She has a beautiful head of hair, Mm -hmm. you know, and she doesn't wear, um, you know, extensions or weaves or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she wears her hair, you know, uh, she'll have a little uh, power puff ponytail or, okay. you know, however she wants to wear. So today she took her um, senior pictures and I had, you know, straightened her hair last night and rolled it up. Um, and a lot of her friends came to school today and they had the hair extensions and the weaves and things. And so, um, you know, I asked her, I said, hey, how did, you, you know, how did the pictures go today? I'm excited for it. Like, yeah. how did the pictures go today? You know, and she was like, yeah, it went okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I said, well, what, you know, did they, anyone say how your hair looked? Anyone say, you know, say your hair looked nice? She said, no, but they said anybody else's hair looked nice. And so I said, um, well, how was their hairstyle? And she said, well, most of them had weaves and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, how did that make you feel? And she's like, uh, well, you know, I was, I was okay. You know, and it and it really, it just, it, it kind of broke my heart, you know, because we are so, some of us mm-hmm. um, are so conditioned to look at the outer appearance, yeah. at, you know, appearance as the standards of beauty and not what we really should be looking at. You know, and here is just such a small facet of what makes us beautiful. You know, you could you you could be totally bald and be the the most beautiful, sexy woman in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's 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 disheartening sometimes because it it's like we've been so conditioned um, to wear or have our hair as that badge of beauty and what beauty is and how it's defined that even some of our young girls, you know, don't really know the difference. So when they see a young girl with her hair, maybe a little more coarse or thick, Mm -hmm. you know, it's ugly. They can't accept that, you know? And so I just told her, I just reinforced to her today that you're beautiful, that your hair looks great. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see your pictures you know, and you're going to be wonderful. You're going to be okay. You know, and she's like, oh, mom, I know, I know. I just was telling you, you know, but I, you know, I just, you know, that kind of just broke my heart because, you know, you don't want your girls to go through that, especially your daughter, you know, when it comes to hair, complexion, how big you are, Mm -hmm. you know, how dark you are. And, you know, we still have a lot of work to do with that. And so, um, you know, I just try to, um, instill certain values in our girls when it comes to all of those types of things and, and self-esteem, you know? Yeah. 
And if yeah. if you haven't seen the uh, the movie on Netflix, Napoli Ever After is the yeah. perfect perfect example of why the the image of hair and everything went it, mm. is what it is from mm-hmm. when you know the straight mm-hmm. hair and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unfortunately the main character the mom was the most influential as far as okay. how her hair should be and everything but you know and wow. and she decided to go ahead and do her own thing it is a really really good movie so if you haven't seen that one definitely check it out it's on Netflix and I heard that it was an awesome movie, and I've seen the different interviews that Sanaa Latham did yeah. when she actually went through that whole transformation of cutting her hair and, oh, wow. you know, how difficult it was and, you know, how just that whole, you know, as again, you know, just the whole um, conditioning that we have with what our hair represents. So I've seen different interviews, and I was like, well, I want to see that. And my daughter actually saw it and said it was really good. Yeah. She yeah. actually saw the movie. So I'm going to have to definitely – um, you know, check that out and, 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 and see that because I'm really interested in seeing that movie. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. So um, what suggestions do you have for those who struggle to get their dreams off the ground or they haven't quite decided on what they want to do in life? Now, you at an early age mm-hmm. knew that you wanted to write. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. What suggestions can you give to someone who's trying to get themselves off the ground and going? You know, I would say whatever it is that you love to do, do it and, you know, do it well. And if you, um, you know, need uh, reinforcement or you need um, some background in it to to, to go to school or um, take a class or something like that to really learn your craft. But whatever it is that you love to do, something that when you're not doing it, you miss doing it. Yeah. You know, and that's how, um, you know, for me, when, when when I'm not writing. And so I would say to those that are trying to, like, figure out, oh, do I want to do this? Oh, do I want to do that? What is the one thing that really makes you say, I miss it when I'm away from it? Absolutely. And I would say just, um, you know, embark upon that and, 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 and just learn as much as you can about that. You know, and for those that are struggling, just keep you know, keep pushing. You know, I've been writing, you know, as I said, you know, since around eight, but I've been published since 2006. Okay. And so we're talking about 12 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still learning the self um, independent publishing um, business. Um, I am with a small publishing company, um, but I'm still learning a lot of things, even 12 years. But I have now with the book that I have currently out, this is the first time that I'm really starting to see the fruits of my labor and the success in writing. Okay. And so um, sometimes, you know, an overnight success, as they say, takes years, yeah. you know, to become that, you know, but you got to keep pushing and you got to just keep moving forward. And if it's something that you really want to do, don't stop. You know, you just, you just keep doing it because it will pay off. And like I said, I'm really after all these years, just really starting to say like, well, dang, I am a writer. <laughs> you know, I am getting a couple dollars now from, you know, yeah. doing this thing. It you is know, really starting to pay off now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, that that would be, you know, that would be my advice. And then also to ask yourself, are you in it for the fame or the money or just for the passion? Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
And I know that we all would like to get um, rewarded for the things that we do, but, you know, you have to ask yourself um, if you're in it for the fame and the, and, and, and the money, um, right. then there are certain things that you have to do in, in a certain direction that you, you know, you have to go to do that. You know, if it's for the passion, you won't mind if you get paid or not, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have to really identify um, what are you in it for? But, yeah. you know, I just say, whatever it is, just, just do it, just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what upcoming projects do you have? Well, I'm actually um, right now working on re-releasing Broken Hearted. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so I am, um, you know, going through the editing and things of that nature um, right now, and so that's going to be uh, a different cover from the first um, book, and actually it's called um, Broken. It's not going to be Broken Heart. It's just going to be called Broken this time. Okay. So I'm actually um, working on that, and then um, for my um, horror side because in conjunction to all that you know my favorite genre actually is horror i love to um you know watch and write horror um, (laughs) okay yeah i'm I'm a horror buff and so um i'm actually working on a series um in that genre as well uh so you know i got a couple of little things in the fire that um you know, I'm working on to try uh, to keep me busy and keep me writing and, you know, to keep me relevant. Okay. You know, okay. To keep me relevant to the readers and, you know, just keep my name out there, you know, so yeah. people will, you know, remember, oh, okay, Charlotte Marshall Murray. Because once you're not out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. You got to stay relevant. You got to stay so, relevant. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. how can people reach you and where can um, people actually um, purchase some of your books? Well, all of my books are actually um, available, available, excuse me, on Amazon.com. Okay. Um, and so uh, they can either put in my name, um, Charlotte Marshall Murray, or they can put in uh, the name of the books. Now, if they go on my page on Facebook, um, you know, I have, um, you know, periodically I'll put up all the uh, all of my current books and things and, and okay. with the links. So, you know, they would be able to click on there. Awesome. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter uh, and I'm also on um, Instagram. Okay. And so, um, you know, I try to just, you know, post what's going on. Um, I'm, you know, I'm mainly on Facebook. Okay. Um, so that would be probably the um the best avenue to see what I'm doing and things of that nature. If someone wanted to personally email me, um, you know, they could um do that through JNS nine one one at gmail dot com. Okay. Um and so uh, yeah, so those are um the different uh the avenues where um people if they wanted to contact me or just to see what I was doing. Okay. You know, they could um definitely um um, use those uh, different social media outlets. Sure, sure. And so on Facebook, you can find her at Arthur Charlotte Marshall Murray. And yes. Instagram, you can find her, hold on, Instagram is Charlotte Murray 612. And her Twitter is at Char, C H A R M U R R A Y 612. Yes. So, 
follow her, follow her, follow her. So if you want to get uh, purchase any of her books, of course, go on Amazon and just just say hello on Facebook. Just yes. follow her. Make sure you do that, okay? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any last words for our listening audience? Um, I would just say follow your dream. Um, don't give up. Uh, there is not an um, expiration date on success and um, just doing what you love to do. You're never too old to 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 start what it is that you love to do. Um, don't listen to the naysayers. Listen to your heart. Listen to what feeds your soul and listen to what gives you that passion to want to wake up in the morning and do something. And so, um, you know, that's what I would say um, as we end this wonderful, wonderful conversation. (laughs) Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed talking with you. And I'm going to look for your books on Amazon, definitely, because especially the uh, Broken Hearted. This also being uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Definitely yes. check out that book as well. So yes. this is Althea with Wove Inspirations. You guys have an awesome day and God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook at W-O-V-E Inspiration, as well as Instagram, W-O-V-E 2005. You can also leave us a comment, question, or If you would like to be a guest on this show, you can contact me at wove2005 at yahoo.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope you guys have an awesome day and keep moving forward.